Hello and welcome to episode 144 of Beyond the Wait with Henny and Sandy. How are you, Henny? I'm doing quite well. Excellent. Good to hear. So let me let me ask you. So okay. I've been I've been flipping through, you know, Connect. And okay. I keep so I keep seeing this this I saw this woman today. She points, you know, she's made these like these waffles or whatever. She's got some goop on it. it looks quite tasty. But okay. then I'm like Waffles for zero smart points. Okay. How? Are they Thanks. made of egg? No. They're you chickpea flour. Not zero uh, points. An eighth of a cup of chickpea flour. A tablespoon of large oats. Two eggs, baking powder, banana. One waffle, zero. Two waffles, one smart point. Okay. So an eighth is an eighth of a cup of chickpea I mean I can't imagine an eighth of a cup of flour being zero points but then she makes um, a zero point waffle out of Kodiak for the same thing she uses an eighth of a cup but I, so, I, I have a really hard time believing that anything that resembles any like a bread of some sort mm -hmm. is zero so an eighth of, I'm just on my app right now, an eighth of a cup of chickpea flour is one point. So she's added all this other stuff and, and made two waffles. One of them is zero then because of you were. Oh, I see. That's what she, okay, okay, of course. So she's, so her recipe, which is yeah. an eighth of a cup of flour, which is one, or of chickpea flour, which is one yeah. point, plus all of these other things that must be zero points for her, like the oats must be zero for yes. her, the egg yeah. must be zero for her, like all of these things. And so when she puts that all together, it makes two waffles. Correct. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I wonder what, I wonder what it tastes like. I don't know, but then she's made it with Kodiak, but also says zero, but an eighth of a thing of Kodiak is one point. But I mean, how, I just, anyways, I, sometimes I'm just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it just struck me as, as too good to be true. And well, I mean, usually when things seem too good to be true, they are. So, anyways, you know, that's completely here nor there, to be honest with you. Okay, well, but. on the same wavelength of breakfast foods, I guess, yeah. I've, got, um, I've got a question then for you. So, okay. I recently received, as a gift, um, a, a flat of farm fresh eggs. So, there are 30 of them. Mm -hmm. Yep. I already had... 16 eggs in my fridge <laughs> mm. so now i have a lot of eggs yeah now you know eggs do last for some time it's not like they have to be used like you know within the next five days but at the same time like i've got 46 eggs yeah so so this weekend i was i mean you know First, first and foremost, on Saturday after my WW workshops, I made myself toast and eggs for brunch, and I mean that was delicious. So there's there's yeah. two eggs gone. Now I'm down to forty four. Well, yeah. Um. So then I was thinking to myself, okay, what what could I make that I like that would be delicious that I can you know 
use some of these eggs for and so immediately i thought to myself mm, i should make some quiche like because quiche yeah. uses eggs anyway i didn't end up making quiche but i did make so i found a, so i'm like looking in my cookbooks for you know in the back in the index for eggs quiche you know whatever frittata like things that use eggs so i mm -hmm. made um an egg scramble or a frittata yep. if you will but i made it in the air fryer oh i know i was like is the it was in so it was in the skinny taste air fryer cookbook so the entire cookbook is just air fryer recipes now you could make these recipes in an actual oven like you don't mm -hmm. have to do them in an air fryer but um so i'm like is this even gonna work like uh, uh, like it made me kind of anxious like i wasn't really sure and it was like it was like you know do it in a like an um an eight by eight you know inch baking dish and I yeah. was like, okay. So it's like I have this big bowl and I'm like scrambling together eggs and I threw in two cups of diced peppers and onions and I threw in like several handfuls of torn spinach and, and it was a spinach and kale and Swiss chard mix. So I was Ooh. like ripping that up and throwing that in and threw in some um grated cheddar cheese for you know some salt and some pepper some garlic powder like mixed it all up pour it into the baking dish and then put it in the air fryer and sandy <laughs> it, it was delicious like so the whole thing it was it was two servings yeah and so so but like i mean that's it was delicious so i had half of half of the baking pan like full yeah. i had half of that with two pieces of toast for dinner last night yeah Ooh, delicious and like nice. a, a full cup of veg yeah add myself a point there i was so pleased with myself you know and then the eggs which are a zero point food for me so it was really just the mm. the quarter cup of cheddar cheese that was in there which was yeah. it was it wasn't like you needed that for like, yeah i think an old version of me would have said oh well i won't put the cheese in but i knew because it was only egg and vegetable i was like i'm gonna need something to be like a little rich yeah. you know yeah and it was delicious and and so easy like truly it was mix everything up put it in the in the pan throw the pan in the air fryer done i mean you could have done it in the oven too like throw the pan in the oven Un yeah. unreal so yeah. so i used up a whole bunch of i well i used up six eggs doing that there you go and then I also have another recipe that I flagged, but I haven't made it yet. And it's going to use up another six eggs. And it's a, it's a frittata. Excuse me. It's a frittata with um, um, some turkey sausage and some ricotta cheese. You put ricotta mm, cheese yeah. on the top, which sounds delicious. But the only thing, so here's, I haven't done it yet, but this is what yeah. my plan is. So in the recipe, the only like veg is a little bit of onion and some parsley. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
it's not going to do it for me. Like I need to, I need to know that this thing that I'm eating is going to add me a point, you know? (laughs) So, so I've, so I've already decided that I'm going to throw in some like rice veggies. I'm going to cook. I have like a package of like mixed rice veggies. So it's like, uh, cauliflower, broccoli, and carrot, I think. So I'm going to cook that up and I'm going to throw a package of that into this frittata. But I think that will work, right? Yeah. Yeah, should. So, and with the frittata, it's like you you cook it on the stove a little bit and then you put it in the oven to finish it off, right? Yeah. And so I haven't made that one yet, but going to be for later this week and I'm looking forward to it so I'm yeah. so I'm finding ways to use up the eggs so I guess my que- I said I had a question for you and then yeah. I went on a big like ramble yeah. my question I guess for you would be what would you do to use up the eggs like what are some other things so I've got my my one veggie scramble that I did I've got this like chicken sausage and ricotta frittata that I'm gonna do yeah. I've got like eggs and toast, but like, what else can I do to use up these eggs? Yeah, so I probably I would I would make uh, I would make it the individual eggs in either my muffin pans oh, and then freeze them after they were cooked. That's a great idea. So you have some turkey bacon, maybe. Mm, yeah, I have turkey yeah. bacon. Yeah. Anything like that. You know what else? The other kind of cheese that's really good. Feta is really nice in eggs. Oh. I yeah. could do some turkey bacon, a little bit of feta. That's a great idea because then, like you said, I can throw them in the freezer so I can cook them now and use up mm-hmm. the egg. Yeah. But I don't have to and eat then, it right now. Correct. And they're easy when they're like that. I mean, I used to like take them out. And then like throw them on a salad or you can have it with anything, right? With just some veg. Um, but here's my, before you were even getting into all of that, farm fresh eggs often last longer because you don't need to refrigerate them because they haven't had, I'm just looking to see why, but they haven't had the bloom removed. They can last two to three months. Oh, they last even longer than I thought. I knew yeah. that there wasn't a rush to use them because yeah. like I, I, I knew that it wasn't like I need to use all these eggs in the next week. Two to three months is more time than I thought I had. Unwashed farm fresh eggs in the refrigerator for two to three months. Sorry. Washed eggs lose moisture and quality sooner, but may still be safe to consume within that time frame. It says when the bloom is intact. So I don't know if the if the bloom is what happens when they're unwashed because that's why like here eggs you don't buy eggs in the in the they're refrigerated. Eggs right. are all on a shelf. Yeah. So my eggs never go into the into the um into the fridge. Right. Bloom Probably. is the out the outermost covering on an egg and is the last part of the shell put on before the hens lay that egg. In short, it's a foamy layer of protein that surrounds the egg. So that's what's left on the outside of it. They are washed when we get them in the store. That's why. So it's they're not as protected. They don't last as long. Gotcha, that is gotcha, the gotcha. thing. Yes, 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 yes. But anyway, so there's what you don't know. You don't know. But usually if it's farm fresh and it's in a flat, you would think that it had just come from the farm. So they yeah. probably have to wash them. But. Okay. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. in any case... You, you need know, egg recipes is the bottom line. I was going to say, on one hand, they're not going to be, you know, like... They're not going to be unusable in the next three days, 
No. But I also, but I also no. need to find ways to use these eggs. But, but don't you worry. I, I feel quite confident that I can use up the eggs. Yeah, and hard-boiled eggs last for seven days, so you're gonna boil a dozen of those up. Sure am. Skinny Taste has a good chickpea and egg uh, salad, like a recipe. You might even add tuna in that with some celery. Mm, that would be good. Mm, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Could have a little crunch in there, but you got the, the I like the um, chickpeas, yeah. tuna, plus the egg. Sounds really good. That does sound. Throw in some, what, what do you got growing in your? In my arrow garden? I yeah, have, some... I have lettuce growing in my arrow garden <gasps> now. Oh, just fancy pants. It looks pretty good. <laughs> it looks pretty good. So, but I have cel- but I have celery in my fridge. So, oh yeah, Chris, put that in with. You have some tuna, a can of tuna. Yep. Yeah, of course you do. Sounds good. Oh yes. See, I I knew that it was going to be worthwhile asking you about what to do with the eggs. I knew I knew you'd have ideas. <laughs> and eggs are not one of my zero point foods, so I very rarely eat eggs. Oh. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I very very rarely eat eggs. Anyways, I like eggs. I do like eggs. <laughs> um. Okay. So that was the one thing that I was thinking about was the eggs. The other thing yep. that I thought that I wanted to. Um, chat about very briefly was only because I know that last week I mentioned that there are a few YouTube channels that I that I really really like for the workouts that they have but then I realized later like when I was editing the episode I realized that I'd mentioned that but then I never like went one step further and said which ones Uh, I like and so I thought I should really probably mention a couple of the ones that I like um Mm -hmm. Just in case people are interested. I mean, I don't know if people are interested in doing, you know, YouTube workouts. But but if you are, there are a few out there that I would definitely recommend. So if you're looking for something like a walking workout, so you've got like a little space in your living room and you just want some music and you want to just sort of like march on the spot or like do whatever. And, you know, and it could be as... Um, has a high intensity or as low intensity as you want, you either have to check out Up to the Beat Fitness with Gina B or Get Fit with Rick, who is um, a, a, he's a, he's a trainer in Dubai. And he's, I mean, both of those people, they're like, they've got, a lot of charisma, big personalities, and they're quite funny, but they've also got really good, like upbeat and uh, popular music. So like, so that's a, so those are good ones. If you're looking for something a little bit more intense, so a walking workout, but like that would also include squats and lunges and things like that, then you have to check out Kyra Pro. And she also, she's got a bunch of videos, like she has some that are like cardio kickboxing workouts or like a workout with weights or like she's got other workouts, but the majority of her workouts are mostly like dance based with a little bit of extra work, like extra activity. But like those ones, you're going to break a sweat for sure. 
Okay. So those are good. But she also has like great music. It's awesome. If you're looking for something that is more dancey and definitely more high intensity and you for sure want to be sweating, then you need to check out either Jamie Kincaid, the studio, and they actually, they've just, and so, okay, so either, I'll talk about her in a minute. So either that one, the studio by Jamie Kincaid or MK Fit. So these are two other ones that I love. So the studio by Jamie Kincaid, it's an actual dance studio and it's a, and there are a group of women who run, who do the videos. And so sometimes it's three of them. Sometimes it's like seven of them all in the video. And there are a couple of videos that they've just released like in January that are particularly excellent, mostly because because there are so many people in the video, every person in the video is doing a different version of the same moves. Uh, yeah. So it's really nice to see different people and different modifications. So it's one thing to be mm -hmm. following along in a video and then for the person to say like, you could do this instead, but then like, for example, let's say they're doing jumping jacks and they're like, if you don't want to do jumping jacks, you could do this move instead, but then they do jumping jacks. Well, in right. these videos, because there are three or five or seven people in the video, every modification that they mention, someone is doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I really, really like them. It's it's quite dancey. The other one that I mentioned is MK Fit. And so she does these videos where they're all to set to music. And she'll, so it will be one song and she'll be like, okay, here are the two moves that we're going to do in this song. And then she alternates between them. So you'll do like... 30 seconds of the one move and then 30 seconds of the other move and then there's like a 30 second break and then you do it again and then you do mm -hmm. it again. you do it three times through and then it's the next song and so she teaches you two new moves and then you do that and and her moves are sometimes they're sort of dancey often they're very like they're a squat they're um a squat with a jump they're a lunge they're like it's it's more like a high intensity interval training her workouts are, but they're all yeah. set music. And so they all kind of feel like, oh, this is just fun and fancy free, but like, it's not like, like her workout, <laughs> I am right. breathless by the end. So anyway, yeah. so those are some of my, those are some of my faves. I thought I'd just share them and I'll put them all in the show notes. So if you're following okay. us on Podbean or if you're following us on Instagram, um, I'll list all of their, like all of their names. So if you go to YouTube, you can just search for them. Yeah. You've got quite the list. I mean, I've had quite some time to find YouTube yeah. videos that I like. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. They all sound, uh, they all sound good. I mean, I give you, like, I'm thinking, why are you doing walking videos in your house, like in your apartment? Yeah. In your condo? Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> why are you, why are you surprised? 
Do you see? The, does like, it look like? I, does that look like? Does my face right now look like I have something in it in my mouth? That's like, yeah, yeah. Your face. Is I, like, I don't know what to do. I have to spit it out, but I don't yeah, know where. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Your face looks like. Why? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have to do it because sometimes it's bitterly cold, or sometimes it you know the snow is up to your knees. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a walking workout. Well, you, you have to be flexible, honey. <laughs> yes, you do. And you know me, nothing if not flexible. <laughs> nothing if not flexible. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Flexibility, yes. I mean, so, you know, today, yesterday, actually, was the first day that I started, I decided I was going to do something active. After having surgery, knowing that I can't do anything that I could do before because I, you know, now only have one working leg. Um, so yeah, I, I did a seated yoga and then I did a, an R I thought I'll do this upper body workout. That's what it was called. I think upper body workout for 10 minutes. And then I was like, the first thing was like these push-ups, which were fine because they were on your knees, which I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good workout. But I think I'm all. All I'm saying is, to, I'm just mentioning this is because I really had to change the way I was thinking about things. And be like, you know what? Stop thinking about when it's going to be that you're going to be able to do some of the things that you did before, and what are the things yeah. that you can do right now. Because one, you can't. I don't. I'm not. I'm pretty in control of the types of foods that we're eating. But right. I'm not preparing those foods necessarily because I'm really, I can't. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having to be, and the food's been great. Um, but but I also, you know, have this unrealistic fear of gaining all my weight back. Because, yeah. you know, that's just, as you say it out loud, just dumb. But I also yeah. was thinking on, like, the, the, I read your email last night again. Or it was about the ostrich and it was right. like you could just put your head into that. I could have just put my head in the sand and be like you know what I'm not going to worry about it I'll just I'll just eat whatever and then I'll worry about it later blah 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 mm-hmm. this is all I know this all sounds kind of like mumbo jumbo pieces that I'm saying but last week I did say to you that I had re-listened to Dr. Foster's his intro we talked yes. about this on the podcast last yes. week and I'd had an aha moment. Yes. Now, I brought up the flexibility, but that was not the aha that I had. Oh, okay. No. What was your aha? So he was talking about all, you know, his, how he got into, you know, the field that he's in, the amount of years, about how he very quickly realized that, the, or noticed that the people that were very successful, people who were successful long-term were the people who were able to change their mindset around things that they had the resilience to do things that they asked for help. Like all of the things that he covers in his book, the the Mm -hmm. shifts. Yeah. And, and so I was thinking, you know, for so long I've, people often will say, well, how was it this time that you were able to maintain the weight loss for, you know, the amount of time that you have when you, 
were not able to do it before. And I always thought, said it was, well, it was a change in location. Like it was changing, like there was a lot of other changes that were happening in my life because we'd moved to Hong Kong and I joined, I joined again and this yeah. and that. Yeah. But aha uh-huh was my mindset about the way that I felt, I feel about myself has changed. And so I've given all the credit to that's that without realizing that it's actually been me that changed. Interesting. And so whether it would have changed as much as it has, if I hadn't had that experience, but it could be that even if I had not moved out of the country and had not like lost the weight at that time, that it also could have happened at another time because the changes that needed to happen were the way that I felt about myself. It really wasn't. The external things that were happening contributed to it, but the ability for me to keep it off long-term has mm-hmm. is not that because... No, because I, that I has changed. Country. That has changed again and again and again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since that point, and have been able to make adjustments, have been flexible with situation, food, activity, all of those things, and still been able to maintain it. So that was my aha, was that I realized that I had not given enough credit to the mindset changes and really the way that I feel about myself and wanting to continue feeling this way, that the work it takes to feel this way is more important to me. Like it's more important to me to feel this way than it is to complain about or not put the work in for the other things. Yeah. That was my, uh-huh. I had never really thought about that. And as he, I was like, huh. Interesting. Well, and yeah. so interesting to, for like, it's interesting for me to hear you talk about it and to hear you say that I'd given credit to like these external changes and forces, right? Like I'd given, cre- I'd given credit to my ability to lose the weight and to keep it off to the fact that I had moved or to the fact like that I was in this situation. Yeah. Or, whereas instead of turning it around on yourself and recognizing that, that actually it was something within yourself that had changed or that had shifted. Yeah. And it just so happens that that coincided with, Mm -hmm. you know, all these other changes. And maybe these other changes were the beginning of the mindset change. Or maybe these other changes in your life allowed you to, or allowed you the space to Mm -hmm. sort of change the mindset. Like, you know, it, it probably is that they, that they, coincided or that they went along together and that maybe one helps the other but but I think yeah it's pretty uh it's pretty powerful to realize that oh I actually did play a role in this as opposed yeah. to it was all these other things that happened and so you know it just happened for me no 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 yeah. like you did it yeah right yeah yeah. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. I'm also like, you, we've talked about this book before because I've just got the audio version of it. And I think we just, we talked about it on the podcast, just mentioned the name of the book. No, I think we mentioned it outside because we wouldn't have said what we said if it was on the recording, uh, about burnout, the secret of unlocking the stress cycle. Oh, 
Okay. So I just started listening to it this morning. Okay. And immediately, because I, I remember, I remembered the, who those girls were. I remember they were on Brené Brown when they were talking about it. Correct. So it was a Brené Brown podcast. Yeah. I, I remembered some of it, but then when she, they started speaking, I was like, oh, they're the women about the stress cycle. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned before, is that sometimes it's good to go back and to listen to something again, reread, retry. And so just this, like hearing her say that reminded me about the power of completing the stress cycle. So you will remember the two girls' names. It's Emily. I think and it's, one it's of the Amelia and Emily. Okay, Amelia and Emily. Yeah. Um, and they talk about, it's really about women and, and they, the amount of stress, um, uh, stressful situations, just how the different types of stress that women deal with compared to men mm-hmm. in general. But the stress cycle completion being that even when we think that the thing that is causing us stress has been removed, that our body is still dealing and has, it has the remnants of that stress and that we need to complete the cycle in doing something, which the best way to get rid of it is any type of physical activity. And it doesn't have to be long. It can be something as, as much as just like clenching your whole body really, really tight and then like Mm -hmm. letting everything go. Mm -hmm. And so it was a good reminder right now for me to, to, to hear because of, the situation, like, you know, I've got a long recovery and a long physio to come up with. And then it's stressful for me not to be in control of so many things that I have been in control of before or not to do it so that I need to remind myself to like, even though I've said to myself, like, just let it go, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. Obviously I can say that, but my body is still freaking out. Yeah. You know, I forgot that my body's still freaking out about it. Yeah. So it was, it was a, a good thing. The other thing that, that, that she said and today was about emotions being a tunnel. Mm. And so I do believe that, that, I mean, emotional emotions like uh, change all the time. Like you never stuck yeah. in one thing, mm-hmm. but when you're in an emotional tunnel, like eventually if you just kind of stick through things that you do come out the other end, but often for a lot of us, we get hung up sort of in the dip, you know, it's like, we're, we're like hanging there and we can't see to the end of the tunnel because it seems too far away. And so we can get caught up in it. Um, And I've just been thinking about even in the last year, just because of personal things with being a parent that that, was helpful to me because mm-hmm. she actually said like parents are always caught in, in that tunnel. They're always, they're always in that emotional tunnel forever. Yeah. yeah. It never ends no. for them. Right. And so that was like, personally was helpful to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. And just even saying it now makes me tear up because it's yeah. like someone else. So uh, someone outside, like confirming that. Yeah you know, this, this kind of shit happens and that you're always going to be caught up in some type of an emotional, you're in that emotional tunnel at some depth, (laughs) you know, you're like, you're either just in the very beginning of it. Sometimes you're kind of caught up in the middle or whatever, but if you just continue to persevere through it, eventually you do get out of it. Yeah. 
to just to jump into another one. But of course, I mean? yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but uh, sometimes it's good to not be stuck in the same one or feel like you. I guess maybe feeling like you're stuck in that same one, right? So that was that was helpful, mm-hmm. helpful and interesting. Um, and at the stress relief, the language of stress relief is body language. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ever since I read that book, um, I have been doing that idea of like clenching the muscles in your body and relaxing them. Okay. I've been doing that. I think initially I was like purposely doing it to like try it out just because it sounded yeah. so, it sounded a little odd to me, Yeah, you know, like it sounded like how is that enough activity to allow your body to relax, you know, yeah. but, and so I started doing it um, just as sort of like a, I don't know, as an experiment, maybe like, I don't know, like just to sort of see what it felt like. And now I catch myself doing it unconsciously. Like, like I'll catch myself just lying in bed, like tensing and and relaxing different muscles. And then when I catch myself doing it, I'm like, Ooh, okay. Like clearly my body needed that. Let's, let's finish what you're doing, you know? So like, if I noticed that my, like that, I just, tense and release my calf muscles then it'll be like okay well like now let's do my foot let now let's do my hamstring now let's do my quad like and and it really does make a difference I think it's helping I think it helps me relax to go to sleep I was just going to going to say that one I was going to ask you where you do it in bed yeah and it makes sense because I know you've been in a yoga class where that's one of the things to either begin or end the class with the, the, the instructor or the, the yoga teacher will say, you know, give your a full body and like really stretch it and then just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. And it, and it makes a big difference. Yeah. And it makes a big difference. And I think the thing that I really like about this idea of like tensing and relaxing muscles is that, we, and this is, and like, to say it out loud now seems so contrite because like, uh, obviously, you know, but <laughs> we, we hold tension in our body in yeah. different places. And mm-hmm. so, and sometimes we know it, like sometimes we know that we're holding that tension, but sometimes we don't. And yeah. so if we purposely have to tense a muscle and relax it, then sometimes it's like, oh, like that, that was already really tense. Like, and now yeah. I've just given it the permission to relax. Like it, it does make a big difference. Yeah. Your, your and body feels different after you've done that. For sure. And, and like you said, the, the areas where we generally know we're tense as anything across the back of the neck, the shoulders. Mm-hmm. We often, because we can feel that one, it might um, give us a headache. Like we might feel that tension because then it, it's like we, the tension isn't necessarily coming from the head down to the shoulders. It's actually going from the shoulders and the back up to the head, you know, like the, to make it like that pulsing. But the places that we don't know, I think you're right, are really important, like your hips. Your lower back, your jaw, your jaw, yeah, your your ankles, 
your toes, like yeah. all of those things. And, and then when you have to be mindfully or intentionally tensing and relaxing those things, because it takes concentration to do it because there are muscles that don't naturally, they aren't the ones when you, that are used as frequently as other ones are. Yeah. Um, and so when you purposely do it, you, you notice that it feels different. When yep. you have to think about which muscle and concentrate on which one. It's like doing a Pilates class and they're telling you, you should like engage in this way, feel this. And then you're like, what, what? I don't know. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that, oh. <laughs> that one. Thank you. Correct. All of a sudden I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, glad that you- it. I'm glad that you brought that up again, because that is something that it's something that I, like I said, that I've caught myself doing without even realizing I was doing it and then was like, oh, okay, like, let's, let's, let's do the rest of this. Yeah. The the one other thing that she had said was that when we feel so much stress at the way that we, we do try to handle it is we can often like depersonalize like depersonalize it so it's like we it's you know the point when you're you've you've given up on something but now you've just like lost the ability to even empathize with anything with anyone like you don't care about it you lose the ability to feel compassion but it's not just outwardly i was thinking this is so typical of when when we feel overwhelmed as far as our wellness journey that we we give up on everything and we lose the ability to empathize to care for ourselves to feel empathy for ourselves and to be compassionate with ourselves mm-hmm. and and so i've never thought that about the relationship between those two you know yeah. with that when you feel i know when i feel overwhelmed i'm just like you know you say oh i don't care but you obviously i hate that when people say that or i'm fine what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. You have a, it means it's almost like you don't want to even give us an opinion. Like mm-hmm. fine isn't an answer. I don't mm-hmm. understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I recently saw something weird. I don't know where I saw it, where I read, I'm not sure where I read this or if I heard it, not even sure. Don't, don't really know, but it was something, it was along those lines that if, when someone asks you how you're doing, if you want them to know, you'll tell them. And if yeah. you don't want them to know, you'll tell them you'll fi- you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mm, yep, that is, yeah. that is true. very true. That is yeah. very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because certainly to say that you're fine is um, an answer that you give so that the conversation can move forward. <laughs> right yeah Yeah. it's like fine with a period that's that's the implication right it's like fine period no room and i'm I'm done talking about it yeah yes yeah exactly exactly (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so i'm i'm interested to continue listening yeah um the book begins with her talking about you know all of us striving for wellness and what that means, but that it's like can often become just a, another goal that's not achievable unless you have, it's only achievable to those people who have a ton of time and, a, and unlimited resources. Yeah. 
you know, because we're we've got this it's like this definition with this like picture of what does what does this mean? What does it mean to be healthy? Mm-hmm. Okay, Instead so of, so okay, so if you yep. think of like wellness or you think of yeah. like healthy, like like what is the immediate uh, image that you get in your head? Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm thinking that I could, this is an outward image yeah. you're thinking, right? Yeah. So wellness. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So like I immediately go to all the possible stereotypes. Like, so wellness to me is like a person in yoga pants and a sports bra and like a ponytail and like, you know, like running shoes and like probably eating some sort of like yogurt and granola parfait out of a Mason jar. Like, like I immediately (laughs) go to like all of all of these like really stereotypical ideas. Like I see like the, the face mask with the cucumbers on the eyes, like, (laughs) but like, that's not wellness to me. Like that's no. my, my, like when you talk about wellness, like that's what I think of. Like I think of like, I think of, I think of a, a spa, but not like, not like a spa where you, I, I'm thinking maybe the spa is the wrong word. I'm thinking of like a retreat you know, where you like get up at a certain time and you do like morning calisthenics and then you have like a bright, like, like <laughs> calisthenics where, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Who even... I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> but, but that's not wellness to me. Like for me, wellness is that my body feels good. Yeah. You know, that like I, I get up out of bed and I'm not sore. I like feel good. Like I feel satiated. I feel like my, my, you know, my skin feels good. My, you know, like, like that sort of stuff, like at a, on a, on a minor level when I'm thinking just about, well, how do I, like when I feel well, how do I feel? But that's a very different picture (laughs) than what I imagine like the grandiose wellness to be. Yeah. And it's okay. But is that because if you, so is that because you feel that someone would not describe you as healthy or uh wellness how you can living 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 a life that's conducive to like wellness oh Hmm. i don't think no i don't think so necessarily i don't think so necessarily i think i just i think when i think of health and wellness i often think of the marketable stereotypical imagery that comes along with that and I feel very strongly that that an at an individual level that's not what it needs to be or that's not even what it is ever necessarily yeah mm-hmm. yeah but I don't know but I think most people if they like I think most people who know a little bit about me who know a little bit about how I live and what I do like I think most people would say that that I live in a way that is healthy and well. Yeah. 
people who don't know me, people who just saw me on the street, they might not think the same. Yeah. So, but if you saw someone as your description, so yoga pants, sports <laughs> bra, yeah, ponytail, yeah, eating would, out of a mason jar, eating out of a mason jar, all would so you, automatically your assumption would be that they were they were healthy. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I mean, that's that's a, a, a an unconscious bias for sure. Yeah. For me, I don't have that. Like, I don't, that's okay. not the imagery that I have. Okay. I, I don't know what the imagery is, but I know that it's not that. Okay. Interesting. Um, personally, I have a couple of things that happen is either people assume that I can't do things because they don't think I'm fit enough or healthy enough to do it, mm-hmm. which really annoys me and pisses yeah. me and often pisses me off. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I also don't feel comfortable when people assume things that I am, Mm. even if I am. Is that weird? Do you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) if they were to, I guess, you know, here's what, here's the situation. So I, I have a, I have a friend, we have this and we have the same trainer here and she's just started using him. And so she, um, you know, he, he was starting the work, the putting the program or whatever together for her. And she's like, what? And so he made a comment, Diego, it was Diego. Diego mm-hmm. made a comment that she's not his oldest customer, client. Okay. <laughs> I happen to be his oldest. Okay. <laughs> Phil is, I'm his oldest female. Phil is his oldest male, but I'm still okay. overall the oldest. Okay. So she, and she knew that. She knew who he was talking about. Right, right, right. And so she's like, you can't compare me to her. And then she's like, this is whole Star Wars, like, analogy. Like, that's like saying, like, you know, I'm like this. And, and I'm like, it was very funny. <laughs> yeah. also, also, it was like, I'm very uncomfortable because obviously she sh- he shouldn't compare anybody to anyone. She's just starting on, oh, we've been using him for three years. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You, I mean, the things we're doing now, we couldn't do three years ago either. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's part of the kind of fun thing about sticking with something to see how yes. you progress through it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And, um, but I feel uncomfortable with that also. Like, she always says, oh, I want to be you when I grow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Which I guess is a nice thing because I am, I, I am older. And so, but I also said, like, I was your age before I even started being active. <laughs> So, so it's almost like what you're saying is, I think, and I feel if I'm, I think I'm understanding you because I I feel the exact same way. On one hand, I don't want you to make an assumption about things that I can't do because maybe I can do them. But on the other hand, I don't want you to put me on a pedestal for the things that I have done or for the things that you perceive me as being able to do because I don't want to 
have to live up to your expectations or to feel like I would disappoint you or myself if I didn't. Like, so it's sort of like on both ends, don't make an assumption about something that I can't do because of my age or my size or my gender or whatever. Yeah. But also don't make an assumption of the things that I can do just because you've seen me do this or you've heard me do that. Yes, exactly. Right. It's a hundred percent. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. 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 I, Which is I, also ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I, f I feel that though. I feel that very, I feel that in, in my bones. Like I, I get that a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as, as healthy, I, I do see myself, I see myself as, as healthy. I, I would just define like my, the way that like live it, eating healthily is that cooking most foods from scratch, mm -hmm. watching the amount of processed food I eat mm -hmm. most of the time, mm -hmm. making really good choices and also be feeling really good when I don't like, yeah. I, I, yeah. Box, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could take a box of craft dinner or I could take a kale salad. Like, my my feelings towards both of them are equal. I don't right. love one. It's you know it's it's like having it's like two children. Like I love them both the same. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes there's a preference. Yeah, as in children. Yeah, <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> so you know, but but I but there's nothing like I I would because you do find people who start eating in a healthier way and then they. They are like repulsed by certain things. I, I would know. never eat this again. No, I would I never have that again. No, and I'm not like that because I'm I'm like, you know, I don't even know what's like. You know what? Some, I'm trying like some ridiculous thing I ate as a kid that I would still probably just eat, you know? I mean, I'm the same as you, Sandy. Like, like I'm not repulsed by, I mean, no. other than pickles, I don't know as I'm repulsed by anything. Oh, come on. You are too. You, you think you're not, but there's a list, Teddy. You have avocado no. on that list. Okay, but I'm not repulsed by avocado. I just don't, <laughs> I, ju I just don't really care for it. That's different. Okay, fair enough. But, but enough. I will tell you the only thing, cause I'm trying, now I'm thinking like, is there anything that I would have eaten before that like, there are lots of things that I would have eaten before that now I would probably choose not to, but like, yeah. If I had it, I would still like it. But you know, there is one thing that I can think of that I think if I were like, that I have had it again. And I was like, this is not mm. even good. And it's um, a funnel cake. Oh, like, yeah, there's something about the like the deep fried dough. Yeah, that I have had it. Like within the last couple of years, I guess. And I maybe even twice and both times I was like, I don't even like this actually. Like now, was yeah. I repulsed by it? <laughs> no, for sure not. <laughs> but like I, but I distinctly thought to myself, yeah. I don't actually need to have this ever again. Like I don't actually like this. Yeah, that's something that I wouldn't even have a bite of because I, I, I'm the same way. I, I have, I mean, many a funnel cake has passed my lips and my hips. Right. But, 
<laughs> it's but it's now, the one thing. I place the smell of the oil. I think when you go near yes. those places, that turns me off. I think that's that's yes. it. Yes, yes, me too, me too. That I'm like, I really don't ever need to have that again. Yeah. Well, that, that, there's a that the, that brings up something different. I think so. Uh, Alexander and Graham being here, so they're then to the grocery store. There are some products that Alexandra growing up in Venezuela remembers as a kid. And so they are available here. So one of them was, uh, uh, it looks like something that you get at home too. Uh, it's a hostess. It's the hostess oh. like chocolate cupcake thing that has the hard chocolate on the top with the little white squiggles and inside's got the white cream. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what that's called. And does it come I, two in a pack? Yeah, they're like a cupcake. Yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of a cupcake I kind know of what thing. You're talking Anyways, about, yeah. there's there's a there's a yeah, there's one that's you know here, and it was the brand she remembered. So she bought one, and she was so excited to sit down and have it. And then she took a bite, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't really like this." And she's like, "As a kid, it was such a treat because one, her mom was a single mom with two two girls at one for a period in her life, and so it was something that they didn't get." very often it was a mm. treat to have but she has but she remembered she loved it but those are things that you have a there's a memory attached to a food I think mm, yes and, we, and right and so I think that that's what what drew her to it but yeah. now she's like I'll never have one of those things those again, again. yeah yeah the other thing is that our our tastes do change yeah you know yeah. what we what we think when we're three or four years old tastes delicious we also haven't experienced a lot of other things and then once we do our what tastes delicious to us changes and evolves yeah. right yeah yeah for sure and so there's that but but I mean there's, there's definitely things like you know from your childhood and I'm sure funnel cakes were a big thing that you remember going to Disney or going to an amusement park or going to Ottawa like those are the kind of things because those are those are things that you get in those kind of places. That's it. And they would be things that you, it would be something that would have been a special treat. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then you have that, uh, you know, exactly like you said, you have that memory built up around it. Right. And yeah. then you realize later. Now, there are other things that you have a memory of that it you know when you have it again you're like yes this is exactly the memory that I had and this you know this is cementing the memory yes. even yes. greater like this is exactly you know but but that like, I think I think that happens less often I think it's more often that we've built the memory up to be so incredible and then we're like mm, no okay like craft dinner do I, I don't do you like crafter I mean Yes. <laughs> Although I can't remember the last time that I've had it, but I'm sure if I had a box of craft dinner, I'd be like, num, 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 num. yeah. <laughs> we, we, yeah. We definitely had craft dinner sometimes. Craft yeah. dinner, and like we would have it, we would do craft dinner and then we would like chop up some hot dogs and mix it oh, inside. You got it. That's, I mean, how else do you have it? I mean, it's a meal you, in a pot, Any? That's it. You need a little protein. <laughs> if you, that's 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 giving hot dogs a lot of credit <laughs> yeah you're very very generous and gracious with, yes. with, with that 
Um, but yeah, but I like thinking I could go for that right now. Like I did have craft dinner within the last year. Okay. We came home from a, something, a trip, and then that was in there, I, or I wasn't feeling. I often find if I'm not really feeling well, craft dinner, a bowl of craft dinner will fix it. I had, I had sometime in the last year, just like plain macaroni noodles I think like I must have had macaroni in my cupboard for some reason but it was but it was it was the same that I wasn't really feeling well and I was and nothing really appealed but just to have like some plain like noodles with just with some margarine margarine, like yeah 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 yeah. that was like that really hit the spot so I can appreciate that craft dinner would have would have done the same would have done it yeah so, so after I used my box, I bought another box. So it's still sitting in there because it's not something that I would just naturally go and make. No. But now I'm thinking about it. So, you know, <laughs> but I won't. I won't. <laughs> I was like, so it I might have to happen. <laughs> no, it won't happen. I, I'm not going to have it. Well, oh, I'm not having goodness. craft dinner anytime soon because I've got eggs to eat. And you have a yummy chicken pot pie that you were telling me all about. So I'm very excited to see the photos of that thing very excited about the chicken pot pie I'm, and i'm so happy that you, that you made the decision to go with the with the dough top instead of the potato like you were yeah, going to yeah i was yeah i was thinking about a potato top but only because i have three potatoes sitting on my counter so i was like oh i can yeah. use these potatoes in this way but no no i use the, <laughs> but then you I got use... eggs so now you can use the potato with the eggs so exactly <laughs> that's it exactly exactly so i i made i i got the pie crust top I'm really excited. Yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to post some pictures. Yeah. 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 All right, wow. Sandy. That's all we've got for today. Well, as always, a joy speaking to you. I always feel better after I've spoken to you. Uh, and then I'll. Uh, yeah. So everyone, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, what are you going to put for the question this week? Should it be a KD question? Who likes KD? Oh yeah. What? What is their favorite thing to put in? Do they also grow up with KD with cut up hot dogs? And were those hot dogs boiled before? You did you eat boiled hot dogs in a pot? Yeah. Yeah. Same. We they boiled swell the up hot a little dogs. bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. With or without hot dogs, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what about did you eat did you eat your craft dinner with ketchup? Ketchup and yeah. Okay, so as oh, a no, kid. I- as a kid, I did, like, all of my siblings ate craft Dinner and hot dogs with ketchup, and I did not put ketchup yeah. on my craft Dinner. But I feel like now, if I were to have it, I'd be throwing some ketchup on there. And and also pepper, lots and lots of pepper. Oh, yeah. Ketchup, pepper. Yeah. And, and, salt, it, and, they, and the noodles can't be too cooked. Like, they can't be no. too expanded. Yeah. And I like a drier portion, like it, rather than a real creamy, because then I put the ketchup in. And then, you know, sorry, that's all. Yeah, I feel like I would go with ketchup now, but as a kid, I didn't. Yeah. Also, well, you know what I just learned? Tell me. So I always knew that al dente meant yeah. like that it wasn't quite cooked through, like it's a little tiny bit like firm yeah. like a little bit of a chew right with the with the pasta and of course like that's how I prefer my pasta I don't want it super, like I don't want it super super cooked or overcooked but I only just learned because I heard it on a podcast or in a book I can't remember of course 
and I should have made this connection because the French word for tooth is dent, which is D-E-N-T. Oh, yes. Al yes. dente literally means to the tooth, which means that the pasta is like you need your, like it's not uh. soft it's not completely soft. You have to like use your teeth, like feel oh. it, like that there's a little tiny bit of a chew or a crunch. Isn't that interesting? And I was like, very, I heard it and it was talk about an aha moment. My whole face was like, I couldn't, I was like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Anyway, Al Dante. Yeah. To the tooth. That. I'm thank you for that. Right? Mind blown. Yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> well, it's not that much. But that's a little over the top. So with that, I'll let you I'll leave you with thinking that you've just like, you know, said something mind blowing, earth shattering. It was for me. <laughs> All right. Nice to chat with you, Sandy. Yeah, you too. We'll See you later. Ciao. Okie dokie.